0: Yeah, I don't know, man. You ever just feel like life is just catapulting towards some
1: greater purpose? We're the only DJ crazy enough to tattoo Jackie Brown on his ass. Hi, I'm M. Night Shyamalan, and this is the Extended Clip. Yeah. So we
2: are kind of letting the fans down.
1: I mean, we can. We'll talk long on old. I'm oh. sure there's a lot. There's. I mean, there's a lot to say.
2: Oh, uh, what else is there to say? It's a beach that makes you old. That's can you true. Get a, can you get enough of these freaking jokes?
1: <laughs> um, I can't. I'm trying to. I've been trying to think of one. With, uh, well, I know what was the one that Sean, uh, said in the Discord. Something about like uh like penis size or something it was you know, like you guys could fill in the blanks on old that one for probably penis size but i've been thinking of like i one thing that's been in my mind that's really fucking stupid I can't think of what it would be is a combination of chode and old chold chold, chold. but i can't like what would that be that's just
0: that there's something wrong with this beach i'm so chold <laughs> that's just old dude that we didn't see the we didn't see the chodes that they were developing those the the geezers, you know what I mean? They, they old, trolled and that. old is is I, the same thing, bro. I don't think that's a part of getting old. Right? Your dick the, gets smaller as you get older I think and fatter. Might
2: have been the uh, the anamorphic lenses fooling you there? I don't Shh. think there was any 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 girth expansion uh, in, in, well, the yes, in, it. It. in the penile region in this movie. But shut anyway,
0: showed is such a negative term that you know you almost don't think of it's the width aspect of it. You know, as a positive.
2: Welcome to Extended Clip. It's episode 118. I'm one of your hosts, Eddie Avril. I'm old. Okay.
1: I'm JT White, and I'm going to stay young forever.
2: Oh, that's, that's so nice to hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know it. You love it. It's the movie that's sweeping the nation. Well, I guess another couple of movies started somewhat sweeping the nation since, you know, this isn't as timely as our other episodes on new releases, but it's old. It, it came out about a week and a half ago. If you're hearing this, I guess it came out two weeks ago. And it's the new film by M. Night Shyamalan, his new original thriller, his first, you know, venture back at a major studio uh, in quite some time, his first time shooting on 35 millimeter in almost a decade. This, I mean, look, is it a return to form? Is it a progression? Is it all of the above? I'd say yes. I I would just start by saying yes. It's everything you want from M. Night. It's all the stage of his stages of his career with new stuff thrown in, and it's just a great time at the movies.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I was anticipating this one, and whenever you anticipate something, you know it's almost kind of it could be easy to let you down. But I guess mm-hmm. there was a reason I was anticipating it because I knew it was going to be good. M. Yeah. Night. M. Night, you know, strikes again. And I think you're right. Like, it is, like, if there's a lot of, like, I think obviously, like, something like The Happening comes to mind when you watch this movie. But also, it's like, it does just, in terms of, like, tone or whatever, it does feel like Shyamalan's kind of hitting on a much, like, uh, I don't know, kind of a, a sharper level, yeah. you know, so to speak. You know, a little bit more, a uh, little more cutthroat.
2: Yeah. It's a little nasty. Yeah, yeah. It's a, little, it's a little nasty. I mean, he cited the Twilight Zone TV show as an influence on this one. And I feel like there's a lot of that where it's like, uh, you know, either on the surface or kind of off to the side of the main narrative, like take for example... Um, Crystal, the very you know vain, beautiful wife of the schizophrenic racist doctor, uh, you know her her fatal flaw maybe is you know both her calcium deficiency and her her vanity. As right when she gets to the the beach, she's you know taking selfies and stuff like that, and it's all quite obvious in a kind of Twilight Zone uh, kind of thing. And, and the Twilight Zone influence really spoke to me in a way that's like this seems like. In M Night's big book of stories, this could just be one you flip to one week, and then the next week there's another one. You know, it feels so kind of off the cuff, so almost effortless, uh, and just it it really took me aback in that sense. JT, how how did you feel about this movie?
1: I loved it. It was my first M Night. I was uh, doing my Philly boy wrong. I was. (laughs) I'll admit it. I was scared. Not like Eddie because of the content of <laughs> horror movies, but like he, forgot about that whole debacle. <laughs> he has a big reputation. And it's like I'm not worried I wasn't worried about like um hating him like the cowards do, but I was like, will I love him as much as the heads? And I feel like this was a fantastic introduction. You know, my dear friend Nico, he even he met M Knight when he was he was like a PA on Split or something. Oh, wow. Nice. Said he was a lovely guy. I
2: didn't know Nico worked on Split. Nico has been on the show before. He's in the credits, yeah. Wow. That, you know, for for eagle-eyed credit viewers out there, uh, you might want to return to episode
0: 18 of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Which has a lot of views because it's called 18 Barely Legal, (laughs) which is definitely because, like... (laughs) I remember seeing that earlier like in you know in the podcast Mean like this one has a lot of views and it's like definitely some perverts on SoundCloud <laughs> looking for something to <laughs> jack off to. listening
1: to barely legal
0: audio. <laughs> uh, our play worked. It got us advertisers.
2: So I mean let's let's break down who's in this film. Uh, the, the, the main family you have Guy played by uh, Gail Garcia Bernal. And then you have Vicky Creeps or Vicky Cripes, not quite sure. Uh, she plays Priska, his husband, and they got their kids, Trent and Maddox. It's like, the- <laughs> come on with these names. I, I nice. love how s- like slightly off everybody's name is, including Jaren, who says his name <laughs> like ten times. I'm Jaren. I'm a nurse. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I, I really like how the, the M. Night idiosyncrasies, the things that are just slightly off, sometimes a little corny, sometimes just a little weird, uh, and just kind of that uh, slight unease of the unknown that always leads to the horror Uh, often of the unknown in his movies and it just comes right from like the character names and the settings in this movie it's like everything's off right away kind of
0: and like there's you know the haters you know will say oh the the dialogue feels weird it's not how real people speak yeah not how blue-collar americans speak like me you know what i mean that's what people usually (laughs) say but uh (laughs) um like i i don't know I've, I've always thought there's like a stilted quality to his dialogue that kind of increases the tension yeah. in these thriller movies he's making
2: he he uses heightened dialogue mm-hmm. the way that kind of pulpy genre filmmakers kind of always have you yeah. know i it, it, it's easy to make the comparison to like 50s b movies but that's kind of what i've always like that's always kind of been my guiding light through m night is the, that combination of the sentimentality and The like really overwhelming, uh, overwhelmingly strong sense of melodrama, uh, combined with both like a really like radical form and a kind of a strange acting sensibility that reminded me of stuff like Invasion of the Body Snatchers when I was first getting into his movies.
1: Yeah, I think I mean you brought up the Jaron performance, and that's like one of my favorites. Just like consistently, (laughs) he's like such an awkward character, but in like the most fun way possible,
0: you know, talking about, you know, kind of, he he has that melodrama and he has, you know, other aspects to him. I think with old, this feels like his most condensed movies where he's kind of switching through tones with ease and like to the point where certain scenes, and this is due to, you know, talk about radical form. It's probably, you know, more radical than ever here. Uh, M night, kind of uh, finding creative ways to kind of, uh, you know, move his camera around this beach. And, you know, the birth scene comes to mind as a scene that is so many things at once and transfers so many different ways. And, you know, the form of, of how it's shot and, you know, it makes all of this possible. But it's like, it's, you know, it's funny. It's funny him, you know, being like, you know, we're never me and my girlfriend are never going to you know yeah. divorce or we get married and we never get divorced. divorced and then like you know the you know his girlfriend's mom is kind of like doing some weird you know just going away from the tension of the situation and Well, we she s- goes
2: back into the knockout zone yeah. <laughs>
0: and and then you know and then you know she's freaking out you're like well what's that that's a very unpleasant emotion there and then it's like oh you know the baby's born the miracle of birth something positive mm-hmm. positive. and then almost you know right before you could you know you you don't even get a chance to think about it. And then right as the camera's panning back, ah, the baby's dead.
1: Yeah. It's just like, you get that, like the camera gliding through all these arguments that are like kind of, you get the creepy, you get like funny. And then it just like the sound of like the baby, like crying, just feeling like it's from behind you. And then just like, yeah, by the time you, the camera turns around, It's fucking croaked. It's dead.
2: Because it's all on one dolly that seems like it must go like 150 or 200 fucking feet. He brought out the tracks. Yeah, he brought out the long fucking track for this shot. And it literally just pans or not pans, it dollies from one end of that strip of beach to the other. And for those who don't know, the the film takes place on a little beach that, if you don't know, makes you old. They're, they're, uh, something in a rock formation that causes the, the cells to grow very fast. And
0: we, we don't need to get into the minutia yeah. of all of that. The characters um, do.
2: Oh, the characters do, <laughs> for sure. I mean, they got to figure out how to get off this damn beach.
0: <laughs> so, that you know, let them do the math. They already did it.
2: But when you said it might be his most radical movie in terms of, like, form, I I think that's definitely true because he, in terms of location, he just has this one strip of land to work with and the elements therein, you know, the sand, the water, etc., And apparently also a lot of those rocks are, uh, you know, uh, digitally inserted. This was shot on 35 millimeter and, you know, there's a lot of film grain to it. But there's also quite a bit of sly CG trickery that
0: uh, the naked eye might miss. I'll just say, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's an interesting aspect because to all of this, you, you also get kind of like. The survivor, the show survivor feel to it. The alliances, like Mm -hmm. this, like it does, like has a slight reality television influence to it. As like, I don't know, it's it's like a it's like that classic scenario. It's like we're all on the beach, we all got to make it work, and like, but of course, you know, M Knight's tendencies are more cinematic. It doesn't feel like a reality TV show, but it's just, it's amazing how many different things he's working with here to. You know, tell this story, and it it, like him setting that one location. I feel like kind of gave him. This is me talking out of my ass, but I feel like it gave him the comfort just to really just go for it in terms of like those dollies and just. It's the same, also
2: with the staging as well as the camera movement, because in so many of these sequences, the camera movement is just following the characters that are doing this crazy uh blocking, you know, like I, I was amazed by that freeze tag scene. This is oh. right when uh right before the first dead bodies discovered, right when the beach is, you know, being revealed as being a little off, you see the youngest kid, Trent, frozen in a game of freeze tag, and the camera is just dolling back and forth, zooming in and out, panning left and right, just going absolutely batshit to cover this game of Freeze Tag. And then there's a video uh from Vanity Fair, I believe, of M Night like breaking down this scene, and he talks about how he just like gave the kids the movement first, uh, and like let the camera operators try over and over to kind of catch up with it the right way. And uh, I got he's citing, I guess, the Australian New Wave in terms of the stylistic influence on this scene. I haven't seen any of those fucking yeah. movies, but I guess I have to watch *Picnic at Hanging Rock* now.
0: No, yeah, you know what, M Night, I'll do some homework. I'll watch I'll, some I'll, Peter. I'll watch some yeah. homework, yeah, you know. Because uh, what you showed us with this movie, you know, maybe homework leads you somewhere. Exactly, <laughs> this man did his homework. Absolutely,
2: like you listen to him talk about this movie, and it's it's so funny because there's the obviously like the philosophical quandaries, and also the the notions of like where he is in his own personal life with his family, but also he just like can't stop listing movies that influenced it, <laughs> and uh, it it totally shows in the form. It feels both classical and radical, if that makes sense. It feels like the work that the radical filmmakers made in classic Hollywood, which is about the highest compliment you can fucking give a movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I also think with like talking about like how he plays with a sense of space and like just one location, at the beach there are some points where especially during those like long like dolly movements where you get like a really clear sense of space and like the layout of the land Mm -hmm. but other times he'll like abstract it in like such an intense way where he's like either like hiding things for like the the effect or just like to make it like unsettling like i think there are a few shots where it's like um not quite like kind of like a medium close up on like characters and it will be just them like against the sky and they could be like fucking anywhere Mm -hmm. and so many points where it's just like okay these characters are at like this point on the beach and you just split up the different people and it just like i don't know you get a sense that they could be like anywhere Mm
0: -hmm. you know to speak you know kind of that got me thinking of I feel like the actors selected here, mainly the leads, the lead, Cripes the and Bernal, I, I feel like I, he really chose actors that could kind of pull off the material he was looking for, people who could really sell a reaction shot. And some of the reaction shots, specifically from Bernal, I was kind of like when they first, uh, you know, are realizing that, you know, it's making... Uh, their kids older, and you kind of get that great shot where it's like the back of his now older daughter's head and him just kind of soaking it all in. And, you know, that takes, uh, you know, great acting ability to really sell this very long reaction shot where the terror consistently stays on his face and is like, I don't know, he mutates, and it's, uh, I don't know, really, and like, I don't know, I feel like criticisms people gave of The Happening, which I think are unwarranted, but if I'm going to see it from where they see it, it is like, maybe it is better that Bernal says this, says this type or, you know, reacts this way than Mark Wahlberg, even though <laughs> yeah. I love, well, I guess love God, Mark I, is I love strong.
2: Wahlberg in <laughs> the happening. I am not afraid no, yeah, to say No, it.
0: Yeah. And like, I love that movie, but it's just like, I, I think he's, he has that in mind and I feel like cripes and Bernal are like kind of too perfect in terms of like status and just ability to really pull this movie off, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, no, I, I, I think that scene where their children are kind of revealed to them the first time they age, uh, Krebs and Bernal have so much heavy lifting to do. Uh, you know, you, you have that the scene leading up to it where M Knight is not showing us these characters' these, these characters' faces, what they look like now. He's showing. Um, trent and Kara, the uh the daughter of the doctor who will we'll get to the doctor <laughs> uh he's just showing them like in weird close-ups of their body kind of it's like a it's like a medium close-up kind of with her on the left side of the frame him on the right but it's like her shoulder and his like side kind of and you just hear the kind of changed voices and it's so strange and when Vicky Kripes finally comes to, you know, wrangle them, not realizing that those are her kids that are standing in front of her, when uh, Trent hugs her, she, like, totally backs off at first, too, and it's it's that strangeness of that embrace that really, I I, I don't know, it really sold me on Kripes' performance in that moment. Her ability to kind of, like, play off of these abs- just insane, surreal scenarios with such a I don't know, not, I wouldn't say a realistic reaction, but such a powerful reaction.
0: Yeah, I think it brings the, the kind of the necessary push of emotion that M. Knight's looking for in that scene. And a lot of the other actors, like you said, kind of get to just have kind of fun, goofy performances pretty much everyone else you know except for the children of course they kind of have to do a little bit but you know they're played by different actors so they're not even they're not even carrying that much of the slack but uh (laughs) uh, but yeah like jaron of course is a great jaron jaron in that couple uh his wife i don't know the character names you already you guys seem to know him, but... Uh, That's uh, his name uh, is Patricia. Patricia. She's a therapist. Well, yeah, and then, like, her kind of... The uh, the never-ending joke of her saying, like, hey, maybe we should talk about this after, mm. you know, something that unfathomable happens, you know? You're like, let's unpack this. It's just like, "I let's get out of here. But... Uh, yeah. uh, um, no, I mean, as it starts to ramp
2: up, you know, 30, 40 minutes in, I
0: would assume, uh, I,
2: I, as the, the premise is fully laid out, all the characters are there, the kids are starting to get older... It's just a thrill ride for about an hour straight at that point. It's just like, how many different ways can you scare the characters, shock the audience, just make people uncomfortable uh, over and over? And he finds all these new ways to do it, and also to get closer to the characters to make that final scene with the core family together uh, hit on such an emotional level.
0: I mean, some of the things we see our characters go through, or certain, of course, you know, a big one, you know, the pregnancy or whatever and like kind of uh you know kind of the you know teenage goofiness of all that happening is, you know, it's it shows one side and him kind of going through that and I guess having, you know, that woman, you know, his girlfriend die eventually yeah. too. Uh you know, is is a whole lot to soak in. But even uh Maddox, is that her name? The mm-hmm. the daughter, it is it's kind of a smaller stuff but like you know she's just talking with mid-sized sedan just kind of like small notes here and there that kind of just uh i don't know i think are perfect for like kind of like the tone or whatever you think is like are they gonna like start you know
2: date it or you know what I mean He's like, giving yeah. her some looks. yeah 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 but, and like and I think I that hey I, she's what 19 in old time true. <laughs> look I'm not you know we're not, this isn't the Claire's knee episode yeah, <laughs> <we're> <laughs> looking up the age oh. <laughs> uh, mid-sized sedan on his phone on
0: the, yeah. uh, <laughs> doing this the math the science <laughs> um but I think I don't know I, I just think that ambiguity just that little thing M night kind of throws in you know just yeah she's grown up she has conflicting emotions and yeah like it's, and he would,
2: like somewhat sets it up in the very beginning that when they're first at that resort and uh trent is hanging out with idlib the, the, uh, of the resort owner yeah. idlib is the mvp of the movie
0: idlib <laughs> i i, I, I said this to child <laughs> performance in a long time <laughs> i said this to eddie while we we're watching the movie on second watch it's like dude this like, love Idlib, but it's like, why the fuck is Idlib there, dude? That's suspect as fuck.
1: We gotta yeah, free when, the children. His, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when his <laughs> uncle. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff going on in the old island. <laughs> yeah,
2: in, in the first 10 minutes, when his uncle grabs him, like, and we had seen the movie once already, Malcolm just leads over to me. are like, this is the most sus part of the movie. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, Idlib's definitely seen some shit. It, you feel bad for him, but he's also a very funny and cute
1: character.
0: Just the way M. get kind of hit. Uh, notes that might be you know a little too schmaltzy in the hands of another filmmaker, kind of like the note being like, "Let's have an ice cream contest." <laughs> yeah, that gave me just like you know a little childish smile to my face. Yeah. Place. Oh,
2: I I love how he portrays childhood and its strangeness and its yeah. adventures.
0: You know. Well, I, yeah. I think. Hey, it's it, getting old is weird.
1: And how he plays with the notion of like like a fifty year old like six year old, <laughs> like they're there on the beach before they make that like final breakthrough i mean there's so like that when there's the last moments winding down with the family that's all so beautiful but just the moments of them being like let's build a sandcastle yeah and it's like you can kind of buy it in both ways of where it's like okay they like actually are like feeling like 50 year olds now and just sort of like reliving a a childish moment or they're like they're they're they still have a childish mindset and it's just uh I don't know. It's such a beautiful scene. And like he plays with the big high concept premise in so many interesting ways that are like, I don't know, we're talking about a variety of tones and he just goes all over the place.
2: What I was going to say earlier when I brought up Idlib is that early on, you know, you see uh, Trent playing with him while uh, Maddox is like near some like older teenagers yeah. that are at the resort and just kind of looking at them and like you you feel kind of bad because she's like clearly not at that point and then you know eight hours later she's like 25 years old and mid-sized sedan is like you know comforting her or yeah. whatever and it's just it's a lot to process for all of these characters you know you there's some obviously line there's some lines that are very obvious about it you know we never had a graduation or a prom or yeah. whatever someone says but you know it's when the family is together as the sun's going down and creeps and, um, uh, uh, yeah, creeps and Bernal are like very old and dying that all of that stuff does set in and this like collapsing of time becomes, it's, it's emotional the whole way through but that emotion is mainly fear and surprise uh, but it ter- takes a very different emotional turn
0: at that moment. No, yeah, the, them kind of uh, just looking at each other and I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, M. Night kind of milking, you know, getting old as a concept for whatever, whatever it's worth, you know, towards the back end of the movie, he's got, he's playing with the sound design, which we haven't mentioned yet with, uh, cripes only hearing in one ear, Bernal getting, you know, extremely blurry vision and, you know, he, he uses this to great effect. And I think it sells some of the emotional points of the movies. You can't see his kids anymore. Yeah. You know? But uh, it was so funny yeah.
2: seeing people. in the, But first of all, folks, I know we're happy to be back at the movies. But mm-hmm. calm down. You're not at home. A lot of a lot of <laughs> terrible audiences uh, since I've been back to the movies. The first time I saw it, one guy in front of me, like, the first time uh, it goes out of focus for the POV shots from uh, <laughs> from Bernal, he says. He's blind. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have that. That's just it's, in no, them, he's bro. Blind. <laughs> and my favorite was, um, it, you know, I was trying to get at this moment because it is very strange uh, when Maddox is kind of talking about her how much she's developed in the last like hour mentally yeah. uh to mid-sized sedan and she says something along the lines of like her thoughts used to have a lot of colors in them and now they have less colors but they're stronger and when we saw it together a guy right behind me when that line happened he just goes what
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no when I saw it with you know you guys there's a guy um to the to the right of me who was you know he had the of kind of similar to you where like uh, just reacting and you like well that's not good you know <laughs> I kind of like that to an extent it really just de- I'd never like it, it it depends on the per- the performance of the theater goer some people that's are better true. than others that's true that's yeah. all I we got say. some
2: young mystery science theater uh it- cast members on our hand <laughs> uh,
0: uh, 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 and i would like them ejected from the theater every time i, I hate this yeah i don't want snark i don't want snark yeah. but I, if it's like just, just like yeah or,
1: Mal- malcolm and i both had to at various points stop eddie from running out to tell the <laughs> ushers to get people ejected true
0: he was he was asking their names and writing them down <laughs> and stuff like that. what's your name and <laughs> <in> occupation <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Cancel culture, man. Yeah. It's even in the theater.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, old is all about, you know, holding people accountable. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we should. I, we could talk more about the fun and games of what happens on the island, but if you haven't seen the movie, save some of the thrills for yourself. You know, yeah. the racist doctor who, as he gets more old and more schizophrenic, becomes more racist is. Insane. It's, yeah. it's insanely dark and funny. And <laughs> when he first accuses midsize sedan, like it's right when Patricia and Jaron show up, and Patricia essentially to camera says oh i don't like this dynamic (laughs) and i don't know uh shabawan's humor has always been so like kind of corny but in a way that always gets me like it always breaks through the corniness and gets me like on the base level that he's intending it's not like an irony thing or anything like that like his corny humor always gets me for some reason
0: i mean yeah and it's i mean you look at the racist doctor here you know what i mean or even just uh
2: and what he does with his, uh, you know, beyond just his mental disordered racism, uh, his other disorder of every time he needs to do something important, uh, he is forgetting the name of the movie where Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando were together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one's for the film fans. That one's for the film fans out there. <laughs> F- film fans, keep on rocking.
2: Uh when he brings that up the first time, it's when he's going to excise a tumor from Vicky Cripes. And that scene is so fucking crazy, man. Like, seeing that wound open and shut again, and then they have to fucking put their hands into the incision to hold her skin open to remove this tumor. And it's just like this brown ball like the size of a watermelon. <laughs> it's so fucking gross, man. Some of the body horror stuff in this film is disgusting.
0: Yeah, because it's like you know, even that or you know, kind of in the end with the, the vain lady in the cave, you know what oh, I mean? Just
2: becoming uh, fucking pretzel legs. Yeah, oh. yeah.
0: Like that even, you know, the snarksters and the uh, you know and some of the rows, that even took them aback. They're like, whoa! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought this movie was bad, but yeah. at least, hey, at least
2: it's a little fucked up. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> fucked
0: up give me some imagery to you know work yeah, that with.
2: was a that was a bad crowd and like a bad performance by the projectionist <laughs> <saying. Yeah. laughs> uh, that was like incredibly did because i saw it in dolby the first time and like first of all the sound sounds way better yeah. in there than it did in the screen we saw it on the second time uh but also it looked like it wasn't matted properly it looked a little more tall than 2.35 maybe that was just me but uh, looked a little more, t- I know, I feel like uh, <laughs> fucking Truffaut, and is it masculine-feminine where he <laughs> uh, complains about the aspect ratio yeah. being wrong? <laughs> or not Truffaut, uh, fucking Jean-Pierre Léod. Look. Truffaut if, Jr. If, yeah, yeah if, you, if you follow these
0: movies, you know. Uh, <laughs> we're just clarifying. You would understand, the, you know. Clarifying oh. for the rookies out there.
2: Anyway, um, so we should get into the ending, though, because it is pretty crazy. It's revealed first that M. Night, uh, as he was playing the guy who drives them from... The uh, resort to this beach Has been recording them Like a like the filmmaker that he is And so he goes back into this mysterious lab And drops off all the footage that he had been recording uh, When it seems like all of our characters had died When the main brother and sister are swimming into the coral uh, That Idlib's uncle doesn't like As the <laughs> final puzzle <laughs> reveals <laughs> uh, It's then revealed that this lab has been doing uh, like clinical trials of new medicine on these people and uh, it is very I, I I don't know a lot of people don't like this ending. I think it's interesting. I think it's yeah. strange. I think there's a lot of ways you could read into it. I think there are some very cynical ways that people have read into it so far um
0: anti it's anti-vax propaganda yeah you first. <laughs> we're, we're gonna be the first to say it. Well, if if you're vaccinated, don't go see this movie. (laughs) And if you fucking hate police officers like us, don't go see this movie.
2: (laughs) That's true. that's true uh, so yeah the, it's this big pharma corporation hey when did we stop hating big pharma I know they're giving us the vaccines and we're using them but like <laughs> come on, these are still the bad
0: guys uh, it's an anti-vaccination dog whistle this you is how they seen.
1: tested <laughs> Moderna they, this is how they got the vax out so true. fast yeah. <laughs> they did it on the old island <laughs>
2: That's true. That's true. You see the lifetime side effect in one day. You know, look, I can get behind this business model from a businessman perspective. (laughs) From a customer, no way. But as a (laughs) businessman, I I understand the hustle. We got to stop animals. Just
0: they're not humans. Yeah.
2: These people were selected together because they all had an illness that doesn't quite have a cure, and uh, so. You know, they they found the cure for uh, epilepsy, but at the cost of these people's lives. And uh, it's it's a it's a classic, you know, kind of ambiguous twist ending. It it doesn't prescribe you one way or another to think. You know, uh, M night's movies are often. Uh, Laden with social messages, you know, thinking about like the ones he made in the Bush era and the way that we perceived outsiders and the media was, you know, part of that. And, of course, with the happening with, you know, uh, uh, environmental awareness and the earth striking back, as it were. And, you know, all of his movies have these through lines, but none of them are like particularly prescriptive. So I don't think... You should be looking to old for, you know, the answers to both, like, the age-old questions of time's passage and the ethics of big pharma.
0: (laughs) I think also what's interesting about this twist, maybe more so than his, you know, people always say he has a lot of twists. There's a lot less in his filmography than you think. But, you know, he does like to take a a little detour Mm -hmm. towards the back end of his movies for sure.
2: He likes a nice reveal in the third act. Who Mm -hmm. doesn't?
0: Yeah it's hey it's classic stuff but uh like with this one it just it feels like almost so separate from what's been going on the yeah. entire movie that it just it maybe anticlimactic is the wrong word but it, it like it really does kind of like in terms of like tonal variation and it's like well now the rug's pulled out from under you you know what i mean all this old nonsense you're like okay you know at the age what uh, 20 I, 20 years and 20 hours you know you're you're doing the math you're like okay i think i get this and then you're like oh it's like a pharmaceutical company and you're like huh
1: and <laughs> i mean he does that he does that pullback but then also like goes back to the the meat and potatoes of, of it all the bond the uh, between the two siblings and i love how he like cuts out like i mean obviously like one is suspenseful i mean you you kind of have a feeling they're going to be yeah. alive mm-hmm. at the end but just the uh I, I don't know the reveal of their miraculous escape is like such a beautiful, like hopeful moment mm-hmm. you get there yeah. of them, like coming to the light out from under oh, the yeah. coral.
0: I mean, I love that shot of like, it's cause there's like maybe like the, like the last like minute of the movie, two minutes of the movie, you feel like any shot is going to be the ending shot. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That one, maybe my favorite, I, I I don't tell M. Night how to steer a ship, but probably my favorite of those shots is like the cop walking in the background and then the camera pulls back to reveal. Oh like my God, yeah. It, it lib touching, you know, um, our now old, our old boy's face. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just the imagery of that and kind of like, yeah, that euphoric moment of like, you know, you know, we made it is, you know, so perfectly illustrated in that shot.
2: Yeah, so Trent, who as a little boy uh, was fixated on asking people what they did for a living, it uh, comes back the next day as a fifty-year-old remembering that there was a cop staying at the resort, and so he gets the cop the uh, the book full of victims, and the the cop starts the proceedings or whatever, and like you know arrests will be made or whatever. It's like, and I'm, sorry I just I don't know how you can interpret that as being you know pro-co you know
0: after what we've
2: been through this year you're really gonna watch this
0: movie uh. <laughs> hey man you know i i make propaganda for a living man i that help, i help it out yeah malcolm this
2: podcast is now funded by propaganda. <laughs> it's kind of like an inverse spike lee situation where they gave him money to do some stuff That's true. My, we're one of us is getting money from one of the major copaganda outlets Let's but we're not gonna say what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I might cut thank this you. Cut, thank you. I <laughs> might, <laughs> cut, I, might <laughs> cut, I might cut this part too. No, nah, that's fine. That's okay.
0: fine. That's fine. But
2: I also like we don't need to get into that whole thing like I think it was just fucking stupid yeah it was just like something people were posting on Twitter it's like yeah I don't think think that's like gonna contribute to the overall view of how people saw this movie even if the reviews are you know mixed on the whole like five years from now that's not gonna be like oh old yeah that was that movie people didn't like because of what it implied at the end
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, I was I've, I've been you know ear to the street you know me and I've been asking people. People seem to like old. People seem to like old. But at least hear. the people I know.
1: Yeah, the common man. The common I'm out man. on the street, like talking to the common man. People yeah. I work with, they love it. I,
2: I I saw my little brother, and he was like ready to like make fun of it with me and yeah. I was like oh, this isn't one of those parties man yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, but hey you know what he's not a working man <laughs>
0: he's, he's a child your hoity-toity
1: elite brother put like, him on
0: put him on the old island let's see how he feels about it man. I think reminiscent <laughs> of his big
2: brother he may have just been scared that's true. <laughs> is the film's greatness because of a general fear of the very concept of a horror movie <laughs> Um, I, it runs in the family. It runs in the family. <laughs> it runs in the family. My children will have the same disease. Uh, have, hey, maybe put some scaredy cats on the old island. See if uh, some experimental medicine doesn't help. That's true Uh, I I give this uh, Four doses of whatever Medicine uh, the Warren To Warren company uh, which Is the (laughs) medical company also the Warren to Warren logo or I think It's just Warren Warren logo looks a lot Like the Weinstein film company logo True Harvey Weinstein suppressed M. Night's first real feature before He sold the Sixth Sense script Maybe hey there's a reading There I'm not I'm not hey I'm not Positing that as the reading but I'm just I'm just floating out for the for the conspiracy headed, yeah. uh, film analyzers out there.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, there's the, some threads to pull. The the reveal is like it's 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 a shot of him like you know pulling back from the camera. Yeah, the M Night
2: is complicit in a terrifying terrible system, but. He got to make some cool movies out of it. True. Got that huge-ass lens on those
0: kids drowning. <laughs> uh, that is sick. That, got...
2: that reveal of M. Night, like, splitting the scope frame with that giant lens is so sick.
0: No, yeah, it's 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 great, you know? And, you know, he he got to make, you know, much as the Warren to Warren company, you know, made some great medicine, he did, too. You know, he made the... Anecdote to all the fake shit out there you know uh but i'm gonna give this four bullets as well i, I mean I've, I've seen it a couple times i could definitely see myself watching it again it has like a high rewatch value too mm-hmm. i would say i like. already want to watch it again yeah. yeah i don't know like there's a lot of threads a lot of tone variation of tones like i've said like five times already um to just pick at to where yeah you could like i don't know you can enjoy this movie on so many levels you could just laugh with it you could be scared by it you know you'll probably do all the above so jt what do you think
1: um i'm gonna give it four bullets and uh i don't know i love how like i think isn't the final shot sort of like just the waves in the ocean you know what i think there might be even some thematic unity with the (laughs) ocean and a movie that we'll be talking about next week
2: oh i thought you were just going to talk about like with old
1: no, no, I like uh, with iguana. It we'll really be talking does. Oh, about our, it, Patreon our Patreon episode. You know what? If you loved us talking about old, we're gonna talk about another movie with a lot of ocean water. That's. Tr- I
0: mean, it is like it. The, like I didn't do this intentionally, you know, because I I picked out the Patreon, and like yeah, iguana kind of has a similar, conceit. Island, island vibes. It, I, it takes place in the island. Negative island vibes. That's where all.
1: <laughs> Dark Jimmy Buffett.
0: <laughs> Well, you know, you know what
1: he was up to. uh, 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 uh. Cheeseburger in paradise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back on Extended Club. Uh, Even though, if you're a little
2: tired, <laughs> look, bro, I'm down to chill if you're down to chill. I I didn't say anything about no, getting tired, that's true. I didn't even look it for your reaction. You think scared. I'm the first one to sleep at the sleepover? You're goddamn wrong. <laughs> I'm for Just last kidding,
0: time. I go to sleep
2: earlier than both of you usually. Not,
0: not anymore. Man. When do you go to bed?
2: Uh, well, until recently, I was going to bed at like nine or ten most nights.
0: Okay, um, I guess that's what I've I'd been do staying
2: now. up a little later, though. I'm kind of in a bad boy.
0: Late night, hey man, I miss, Hell yeah. I miss the late night. I'm going to enjoy tonight, dude. The late night. Enjoy tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, We're back on Extended Clip. And if you forgot from us plugging it earlier already, we will say one last time that patreon.com slash Extended Clip is where you will find a weekly bonus episode as well as a monthly edition of our internet publication, the Extended Clip PDF Club. Um, our, our most recent bonus episode is is on Café Lumiere by Ho Shao Shen, and our next one is on Iguana by the late, great Monty Hellman. Okay, time for Malcolm in the Middle. You watched anything recently?
0: Yeah, you know, I did. And I watched a movie called Birth. stars Nicole Kidman, Okay. directed by Johnny Glazer. Mm -hmm. And we got old, well, I guess another late great, Harry Savittes as a cinematographer and I thought I thought this movie was all right Savetti's <laughs> so elevated it to another level do, do you guys have any opinions on Jonathan Glazer never seen
2: one of his feature
1: films um I like uh, under the skin I
0: I remember seeing that like back when it dropped and liking it I guess I that seems so long ago for me. Yeah, I really opinion. liked what, like it when it, Yeah,
1: I really liked it when it came out, and I think my opinion of it has like diminished a little bit. But it's it's fun.
0: That's that that is that is true. And I didn't rewatch it, but for some reason, like. I think, yeah. I'd, I just don't yeah.
1: trust myself from a yeah. few years it, ago.
0: I think, I think, I don't
2: I, trust you at
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think we're right to do that. We grow, you know, we see the past, we yeah. see the future ahead of us. I've seen
1: so many more movies since yeah. then. It's like, I, there are new things shock and amuse me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, JT is yeah. always looking for that new fix. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was doing while watching Birth. And to be honest, it starts out strong. There's kind of like a, Well, I don't even, you know what? Let me tell you what it's about. We got Nicole Kidman, widow, husband died. 10 years pass. There's this kind of, this other guy who we haven't really seen, but he's been trying to get her to marry her for like 10 years. She eventually, you know, agrees to it. Then, lo and behold, a little 10 year old kid starts, you know, showing up to her very rich apartment complex and claiming that he's Sean. Who was you know her husband back in the, back in the day? It kind of unfolds from there, and I don't know the the, the original first half first 3rd third-ish of the movie is kind of like you don't know what the stakes are. There's just kind of this creepy kid who's obsessed with Nicole Kidman and is like keeps showing up, and you're like that's you know that's in, that's 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 kind of tension field. You know what I mean? That's kind of uncomfortable. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, I I, I liked where it was going. It kind of had like a kind of a um, very neg like it was shown like upper class New York, kind of like visually just like in a very drab kind of unpleasant way. So Vitti's kind of uh, finding, you know, good uh, times to like kind of, uh, you know, frame shots in ways that are just, you know, kind of uncomfortable. And then kind of like the whole plot unravels and I just don't care anymore. So... That's, you know, I liked, I liked where it was beginning and then it just kind of took a direction and I couldn't give less of a fuck. But Peter Stromer, very good performance in that where he just plays a, a, a friend of uh, of the deceased husband. And uh, I don't know. I, I usually see Peter Stromer play hulking villains and it was nice just to see him play just a regular guy. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see that, check out Birth.
2: Hey, I know there's a lot of Stromerians in our extended clip discord. You know, you, st- you search Stromer in there. You get <laughs> eons worth of conversation. Uh, JT, did you see anything this week yeah. that you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, I did. I, You know, I always, when I'm watching things during my week, it's like one of these guys I'm going to have to talk about. Um, a little peek behind the curtain. Exactly. And so I want to... You want to pick something. You want to watch interesting things, so you have something good to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Man. <laughs> and and I do have something interesting and good to talk about. It's a Do Bigazimin uh, by Bimal Roy. It's a uh, 1953 Indian film that, um, at least as the Wikipedia page has told me, Bimal Roy had seen uh, Bicycle Thieves. And it's like you know this neo realism thing, mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty nasty with it. That's cool, <laughs> and um, it's about this like it's a really fucking miserable movie, um, but like it's it looks beautiful and uh, it's uh I don't know a a great ride through uh extreme poverty, it's uh starts off in the countryside, uh where this family. It owns like two acres of land and the like sort of the master, the lord of the land who owns a bunch of stuff around it is like, hey, like it's time to fucking industrialize. We need to like we need your two acres of land. So you better give it up now or uh, the like tough shit. You got to give it up now <laughs> or we're going to call, call in all of your debts from uh, when the harvest uh, was not great and when you had to Man. borrow fucking money from me. And, um, the patriarch, Shambu, has, like, is, like, this is all I have. Like, my family has lived on this land forever. This is all we fucking got. And he is kind of forced to, like, sell all of his shit to get enough money to pay off his debts so he can, like, rightfully, like, stake his claim for the land. Uh, but he doesn't have enough money. So he has to, uh, hole up his his son and they're going to Calcutta because the streets are paved with gold there. Except not really. <laughs> the city life is worse than the countryside. It's awful. People are scamming you. They like get their money stolen like the first night and uh wind up in the poorhouse and he like winds up like working as like a uh, rickshaw operator which is kind of cool i mean there's some crazy rickshaw stuff yeah. in this which is uh oh, yeah. and i was curious about that lifestyle you know you <laughs> get uh, your steps in yeah exactly yeah i think i mean i don't think i would be good as a rickshaw kind of guy but you got to consider yourself in that uh lifestyle every mm-hmm. now and then but uh it's uh I don't know. He goes to the city and just gets more deeply entrenched in debt. And you can imagine where this goes. It's not all that positive. It's a very negative ending. But um, I don't know. It's beautiful in how bleak it is. And uh, I don't know. Pretty true to life. Like I think like people fucking off and moving to the city like to make it or like get more money. You usually like it's fucking expensive in the city. And uh, you you can dig yourself into a real fucking hole.
0: That's my, my family origins. Uh, the the Okies, bro. What do you know about the Okies?
2: I, I don't know
0: anything about the Okies. Did ok- your
1: great-grandfather like do a rickshaw?
0: <laughs> no. Well, In Oakland? It's Grapes of Wrath, dude. Have you ever seen the movie <sighs> Grapes of Wrath? No,
2: yes. and I haven't read the
1: book.
0: The, and I have yeah. read the book. Um, well, the Oklahoma Dust Bowl. <laughs> well, Ball. I guess JT. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Let me talk to you for a second, then JT. <laughs> um, the Oklahoma Dust Bowl of the 1800s. I guess that's where my my great grandpa came from, and that's why they went California way.
1: But <laughs> did they did they like I, I not strike yeah. it
0: rich then? Um, I mean i don't i don't th- i don't know
1: so they just all you know is <laughs> that they came from the okies and came to california
0: no i mean i think everyone had to it wasn't as because was like just a dust bowl fucked everything up and yeah. like uh i mean they made it work for sure you know they made it work but i think there was there was some struggle man there was some struggle but now <laughs> i'm enjoying the fruits <laughs> of that struggle right so uh grapes of wrath jt's movie um <laughs> Both two movies recommend on this segment. Eddie, what did you watch this week? Oh, I
2: watched quite a few movies this week. You know, I, I actually watched some kind of like all-time classics. I watched like Awara. I watched Journey to Italy, Hiroshima Mon wow. The Big Heat. But I'm going to talk about a real clunker. <laughs> a movie that should have had a little more clinking of armor if you catch my drift. If maybe you've seen something like Lancelot Dulac. And you are very disappointed, like I was, by the Green Knight. Now, the Green Knight, I I really wanted to give this a a, a fair shake. You know, sometimes you go to the movies. Sometimes it's not exactly your choice. What, yeah, what you're we always want to love the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're going to the movies. You got your big soda. Oh, <laughs> trust me, I saw this thing on the A list. Got my free upgrade on my soda. we're talking about 64 ounces of diet coke and i think 64 ounces of diet coke makes this boy very happy very easy to please too
0: uh (laughs) already in a good mood so this movie i mean i had a wonderful day at the beach oh beforehand that's that's (laughs) That's
2: good that's good i was in such (laughs) high spirits uh, no sunburn?
1: No sunburn. Look That's good. That's good. Yeah, sure. You don't look sunburned at all. Unburned? Yeah. yeah tanned. No, I don't look And damn. then you, you roll in the theater, you get a big Coke. Big yeah. Diet Coke. D-DC. Day
0: is just a huge fucking W.
2: Speaking of which, they have taken the touchscreen capabilities off of the freestyle Coke machine at this AMC, and you QR code it on your phone, and your phone becomes a soda remote control. <laughs> I have never seen anything like this before. But let me tell you, folks, I was having way too much fun with my phone being a soda remote.
0: Well, hey, welcome to the future, people.
2: But all good things must come to an end. And such was my visit to the AMC uh. Marina something in the Orange County region i'm not gonna say where i was uh kind of just did yeah <laughs> <laughs> but hey I it's I don't... vague enough it's vague enough uh yeah. the, the movie like i i was on board with it for the first like half hour uh it, it like took me a while i knew within like five minutes that the kind of slow master shot style was not quite going to work for me because i guess i just don't share sir david lowry's uh taste Is for he a sir compositions <laughs> i believe this movie got him knighted
0: well i you know what even if the movie stinks i gotta give him credit that's a pretty sick title
2: but then you get this freaking monster the the green knight himself and it's like okay This is going to be like a monster movie, you know? Uh, But not really, because, like, the lighting is so bad that you can't see how green he is. Talk about, you know, John Ford (laughs) movies, Grapes of Wrath. What about how green was my monster? (laughs) this monster uh, he's the knight by the way but he's a monster uh he didn't look very green at all he was quite dark and i know that it could be (laughs) some projection issues (laughs) at the theater i was at but but i will say you might need to unsubscribe from a-list man they're dirty uh, dirty. (laughs) no the interiors of this movie are fucking i'm gonna say not lit whatsoever like I, it looks like there's literally no lighting whatsoever, uh, and you're just kind of cranking the ISO on the digital camera a little bit. And I, I get that you want like realism, like you know the the Barry Lyndon thing, where they didn't use any like modern light sources. They just use like the sun and candles. Uh, there's some more candles in this movie. Throw like a hundred more candles in every scene of this movie because you're hiding all of the production design. I'm going to this like this lavish period piece, you know, made on a sneaky budget of like fifteen million or something like that. I still want to see some like period set design, you know. I feel I felt a little shortchanged in that regard. Like in in a movie where I'm just not on board with the general style and the narrative, at least if it's like a big. Period epic type movie I want to be able to luxuriate in those Typical things But instead you get this Creepy CGI fox Who's his friend And you get like You know a few scenes of passion That are not very good But you know the, the shot heard Around the world uh, Was pretty funny you know uh, Cause it happens on this like sacred belt Or something and he's like now it's just a Filthy rag <laughs> Boys, yeah, that's, have you ever come on your fancy belt that your mom gave you that yeah. you will never be struck down while
0: wearing? <laughs> you know, I've I've never I you describing this movie. I'm like I've heard people talk about it, and I'm just like, well, there's actually like a the knights a monster. Like I don't know, but I've I've heard about the cum, dude. Yeah, I've the heard com. about to come I yeah. like a uh, lot of sluts out there. That's all I got to say. Well, no, it, <laughs> it, it, it speaks
2: for itself that there's nothing else to fucking talk That's about true. with that movie. It's just so stu- So it's like, yeah, he he enters this contract with the Green Knight. and At this point, I'm, I'm on board with the movie. I think this is actually kind of a cool setup. It's like, uh, you know, he gets to behead the Green Knight and then he finds out that this Green Knight monster can fucking, you know, put his head back on and still live. He's <laughs> like, well, one year from now, you got to come to my pad and I'm going to do the same to you. And so the whole movie is him just like waiting out this year, and it feels purposely anti-drama- anti-dramatic and anti-climatic and anti-everything. It's like this revisionist kind of thing, uh, and it's like I get that. Maybe I can, maybe uh, these old timey tales are kind of you know chauvinist rather than chivalrous, uh, <laughs> but I I I, I know. I hate it. I I, kind of hated it. Like an hour in, I was still ready to give it the pass and then like, By the time the third act rolls around, I'll save the details for you to watch it if you really want to. But it it got just a little too ridiculous. And there's these cutesy title cards that you can't even fucking read. That's my biggest pet peeve. I thought Yorgos Lantimos' The Favourite was the worst offender of this in the last decade. But there's these chapter titles in this movie that flash on screen like rather quickly and are in old-timey font. And there's one of them that I... Started just fucking laughing. I went full Joker mode. I went full <laughs> Max <laughs> Katie watching Problem Child in uh, uh, fear mode. I just started busting up in the theater because I can't read this shit. What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, i How are people taking this seriously reading this shit? Maybe I got to get my vision
0: checked. True. Well, I think people are like, that's cool. That's cool. Like that old timey text, If anyone man, can tell cool. me
2: what it was, um. well it's a good transition to the last episode. you can email it to extended at gmail.com the, t- the chapter card was like an exchange of and then it just was a very vague s- combination of L's and I's that just looked like a series of lines and I was like I
0: yeah can't make heads or tails of this that sounds unpleasant please send us emails I yeah there's I no emails there's this no week. emails I love emails there's there hasn't been any emails for months and uh, I just sure <laughs> <not true.
2: laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Shout out to the Meet the Romare guy email last week That, like, that That's made true. me confident that we would have A good email
1: this week but yeah, I, I want to go Armin mode again That's true <laughs> JT's been going Armin mode
0: <laughs> People have been going through the backlogs. We like that. I don't know, man. I I really wanted to answer some questions. Yeah. I'm I'm thirsty for
1: some questions. Uh, Call me out. I'm always always thirsty.
0: Let's pat out the the podcast. Send some questions.
2: Uh, (laughs) Once again, that is Is at extendedclippodcast at gmail.com. Next week.
0: Ooh. I'm already... I could see Eddie's laptop screen already. (laughs) I'm
2: excited. We are going to talk about... The masterpiece of laughter and tears from the master of comedy. That's the tagline according to Letterboxd. JT, can you see what it is? No, I can't. Can you guess who this master is? I,
1: I have no idea.
2: Who do you, who do you, What's that book right there on the counter? What uh, what do I read
1: every day like a damn Bible? Uh, yes. A film by Charles Chaplin. The autobiography of that little tramp.
2: <laughs> and I'm I'm rounding the the corner on this one, so it's finally time for me to watch *Limelight*. Oh yeah. Uh, a film about a fading music hall comedian. Oh, that sounds familiar from reading his bio. Oh, we'll save it for the podcast. Sure. Um, but Spoilers. you know what? Hey guys, I initially picked like a, uh, a short film to go with uh, Limelight, a Chaplin short, The Adventurer, but we're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to do a real double feature, and it's going to be Limelight and Hardly Working by Jerry Lewis. Bye. <laughs>